It is June the 10th, 2023, and this is The Future of Photography. The Future of Photography. Hello, I'm Chris. Hello, and I'm Adrian. <laughs> and no Jeremiah today. He's, he's, I think he had a, he was, he's shooting right now. He's on location, and I think it was working overnight or something like that. Overnight in the Northern Hemisphere in the middle of June. There's, there's no such. That's the shortest day of work ever. I bet that's a union <laughs> rule or something. <laughs> <laughs> possible, clearly possible. Anyway, it's just the two of us, and um, we decided to give you a bit of a breather from our AI episodes, and not talk about it. Well, not directly talk about. It. No, no, I think no, no. I think this is good because uh, do you know what? I've experienced a bit of a reset of the brain myself this week. So, oh, really? Uh, yeah, in in terms of AI, right? Because of what we're going to talk about. So, you know, and possibly no surprise to our listeners that we're going to discuss some of the announcements that our good friends at Apple announced in WWDC this week. Some of them photography related. Some and of them, the well, future, we'll focus the on related. But do you know what? It, I the, the reset of my brain I found quite interesting was the whole thing that of course is the all the news is that Apple didn't mention AI and are they going to fall behind or have they uh, have they chosen a path that's better or, or, or whatever right so and I do you know I've been sitting there for the last few days since since the keynotes and what have you thinking that's quite refreshing not to, yeah to have something that's not about AI it's also um it gave me a little bit of perspective because it's very easy, as all our listeners will know, it's very easy for us all to fall down the AI rabbit hole. So so to have a, a thing, a whole thing like that from one of the biggest companies in the world and no mention of it, I thought was great. But didn't they really? Okay, they did not use the term AI. They yeah. didn't say artificial intelligence. They said machine learning once. And <laughs> to do with autocorrect fixing or something like that. Yeah, it? yeah, but, yeah, but the, 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 the <laughs> AI or machine learning is the under it's, it's synonymous pretty much. Uh, is the underlying technology under like a lot of what these big companies do, including Apple. So um, they they mentioned the, the the machine learning thing and they mentioned the transformers network thing, which is a large language model just a different term for that pretty much so ah, well. so uh, the thing is they didn't mention it but that is because my 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 understanding or my my um, my hunch is that the reason they don't mention it is because apple is very feature we're very feature and um well it's, it's very driven by what you can do with the things and yes. not how you do it yeah yeah definitely right. and that and that again i think is is a refreshing take on it because again we've been talking a lot in recent months about how things get done at the deep technical level to have something fo <laughs> that focuses on the user experience is quite good but, hey and it and it doesn't I, I, that, that does not say that they cannot put more work into siri and other things there's still um room to improve in some areas but okay so they had their their wwdc keynote the developers conference and uh, that's usually where they talk about new operating systems and new products and things that developers should know in order to be able to develop for it, for it pretty much. So um, 
they went through a whole, very quickly went through a lot of new updated products before they then came to what we all now know as the weirdly ski goggle looking uh, reality pro headset um, so what I would suggest is we go through the keynote um, I have a list here or we have a list here that has like the major hardware announcements and um, uh, uh, and we have some notes here on things that might be photography related so we're not going to go into all the depth on everything they talked about otherwise this would be a two hour episode um, so let's kick it off um, MacBook Air 15 inch I like this it, idea it, it, yeah so this is a MacBook Air M2 that's the so that's the system we're recording the show well, on. I was going to say, you have one of those. On. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you're looking at one right now. Yeah. You're looking through one right now. Yeah. Um, so, and mine is a 13-inch, the same computer in 15-inch. Yeah, I'm all for it. It's a, it's, it's, I love this machine. As long as it's still, it's not very heavy, right? So, I mean, I think the, yeah, I think it's a great idea. Um, and uh, I really like the idea. If it is less heavy than my current M1 MacBook Pro, um, then that that for me seals the deal right so you know because you can do everything on that macbook air now can't you i mean you are running your whole audio visual business on yours aren't you yes yeah yes and and it's fanless which is still mind-blowing yeah, doesn't need fans yeah <laughs> okay so macbook air yeah sure um if 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 i wasn't as 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 size conscious i would probably go for a 15 but 13 is fine for me it's not time for me yet because i have i have one of the macbook what is it, what is it even it's an m1 macbook pro um and it was a fairly base level one when i bought it whenever they came out in late right. 2020 early 21 or something like that so i've got a good few years left to run yet because mine's not even you know struggling yeah. at anything at all same here so, but but the fact that you can just buy one of these things for and and then I know they're not cheap in term you know compared to a Windows laptop but the fact that you right. can buy one yeah an entry level one and just do everything you want to do to run a multimedia business I think is extraordinary I think it's it's brilliant I'm a, I'm again we talked about it here I'm I'm a friend now of the one computer setup um, which brings us to the next thing they announced the Mac Studio which is a stationary computer you put it on your desk you put a monitor next to it you have a keyboard a mouse everything and uh, uh it's a, it's 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 powerful m2 max processor in there um who's it for well that's a question i don't think it's 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 necessary for what we do in terms of photography um it's it's also my my question now after i've been having been fully mobile for like a year now no not quite a year but of several months I wonder why, why do you want to be stationary with what you do? Because those little, so, well, those little, that, those little a, laptops have so much power. You know, that's a, that's a lifestyle thing, isn't it? Because some people like to get up and walk away from their computers. I right? know, I know. And so, so um, uh, I, I don't mind that so much. I wonder if it's got really fast throughput, right? Data throughput. I don't mean compute necessarily, um, but you know, if we've got. A Leica Q3 just been announced with a what now? Is it 60 or 80 megapixels this time around? I can't remember. Even on my 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 now slightly old Fuji X-T3, a RAW file and a JPEG pair together is about 60 megabytes. So if you go out and you shoot, you know, for you know for a little while, you come back with two or three, four, five gigabytes, maybe 10 gigabytes of files. 
Um, and th fast throughput could be quite interesting if a desktop computer has that. That could help photographers, couldn't it? It could, uh, but other than that, I mean, th we're still talking about an M2. I think it probably has a very similar uh, I.O. architecture. Than to the air. To, to the air, to the laptops. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if those buses are much, much bigger and there's so much more throughput. Uh, possible, but I don't know. So, um, And then they talked about the M2 Ultra, which is the M2 Max, but two of them glued together. Pretty much. So it's it's, huge. it's it's it's. I can't even stress my M1, and and uh, so yeah, I, I guess I don't do a lot of 4K video editing in real time. So I suppose that so could be useful. But I, I looked at what might be photography related with the M2 uh, Ultra. They mentioned that it supports six Pro Display XDRs, which is. Apple's oh, for billionaires! It's for billionaires! Oh, I see. So you can have six displays <laughs> being driven by one of these M2 Max, M M2 Ultra chips. Which... Billionaire photographers who, yes, who shoot 8K raw video for fun. Okay, and need six. Well, displays. yeah, that's. A, I think that's another thing they actually taunted is um, they, that it can run. I don't know a gazillion 8K video streams at the same time. Yeah, so if you want to, which... you want to do 8K video editing with. 10 data sources in parallel then yeah probably that's the one that can do it but it's not the best and biggest computer that they sell is it because there's another <laughs> one the cheese grater they have another mac pro now which i think is i should have regulated because it looks like one i think i should have regulated my tone of voice i feel like my tone of voice is my, my incredulity has peaked too early where's your right? enthusiasm okay for... i've got another level of voice i need to find another level of voice to talk about the mac pro okay so it's 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 the classic tower computer right Mm -hmm. in, a, in a tower case, uh, Apple, typical Apple made from... Or rack mounted, but I think, as well, isn't it? I think they're, yeah. There's, I think you can rack mount them. I think there's a rack mountable version. But, of course, the, the beautiful one is the one with the machined aluminium and, like, the, yeah. Um, that one, I think, is... is the, the difference to the other ones is that that one allows you to, to put... put things inside of it as in uh pcie cards yeah. and, yes uh, i did see that and storage ex additional storage inside and stuff so maybe but, that's the one you need if you want your fast throughput that's the question is i don't think they support graphics cards though don't they i don't think they do third party uh, unless those third parties have a mac driver is so i don't expect it's nvidia to chip? be in there i don't expect nvidia to well, they don't see eye to eye, do they? Apple and Not NVIDIA. really, <laughs> and uh, especially when we look at the at the mach machine learning side, where Nvidia, other than just being a gaming graphic card producer, um, they are they are front and center to the whole machine learning um, revolution. They make the hardware that almost everything gets. Now, they're all, they're Nvidia as a company is almost as valuable as Apple now, isn't it? I mean, it's oh huge, yeah. huge, and um, the, so so they are they are in every machine learning related thing. If you if you are a serious, I don't know, if you want to do stable diffusion at home on your PC, then you need an Nvidia card to make it to make it go fast. And you, if you want to develop, you need that with a CUDA environment and so on. So it's a it's a very, um, yeah, I. 
Apple doesn't seem to want NVIDIA on their computers. That's my understanding. I have to say, I did wonder, and this is going to t take us dangerously close to the topic we wouldn't said we weren't going to talk about, so let's not go too far. But I did wonder whether the, you know, we would see some announcements of Apple along the lines of, well, of course, the M2 Ultra Max will run models natively on your own hardware with all the so, privacy you want because that that's why we're building those chips with the gpus in i did wonder if there'd be an announcement like that but there wasn't so d gpus and npus they have neuroprocessing units in there and not just a few so um apple is definitely working on a lot of machine learning related things and they are integrating that i mean if you if you look like good example today would be whisper whisper being a being a neural net um that can transcribe audio into a hundred different languages and translate to english and it's very very capable much better than anything that is on on a mac right now and um these kind of things are a bit hungry like if you want to run these uh, even large language models, if you want to run those locally, you need a lot of memory. You need a, a, a GPU or a fast CPU. Um, you can run Whisper on a CPU, um, but it's it's faster if it has neuroprocessing access. So people are working hard on making on on modifying these to run on the NPUs that Apple has. So we are getting to a point where. Uh, some of these models will now run on NPUs and yes. be faster that way. So, so if you happen working to have, towards that, you know? Yeah, so if you happen to have, is it $50,000? I think I saw somebody calculate that if you maxed out the new Mac Pro. Well, it starts at, at, at a cheap $7,000. 7000 right? for for an actual computer. It's nuts, isn't it, these days? But I'm sure there'll be people that buy them. Um, oh, I yes. can't. I can't think who they'll be, but um, I'm sure there must be people that will buy them. Otherwise, they wouldn't make them. So, but yeah, the the thing the thing I I see Apple do is have a lot of these things run locally on your computer under the hood without telling you, hey, there is an AI in there. They will just go, hey, there's a really cool feature we can do. Um, case in yes. point. Case in point. Apple's um, AU sound isolation plugin. Have you heard of that? little detour here so uh, i haven't i mean i know that so one of the things i love about um mac os is that it has core audio um built into it that processes your audio and it has a lot of au yeah, audio processing sound units built directly right. into the so these are, Apple these are plugins that these are plugins that work on sound and uh, apple has recently started developing a new feature called um voice isolation so if if you now go to the right top where you have like your little control center um, and you click on mic mode, um, there is a, a microphone mode setting where you could choose voice isolation, which will isolate your voice that you're sending to me from your so background. So the airplane we just recently heard um, from your side. Sorry about that. <laughs> no worries. Would have been gone ah. on this recording. But oh, look at that. I've but, never seen that before. Wow. See, because it's, it's right there. This is AI, but what does Apple do? They they just give you a feature, right? They don't tell you there is AI under the hood. But you have have that as a as a plugin as well. So if you want to edit audio and someone has a noisy um some noisy sound, remember last episode when uh, Jeremiah had this dump dump truck 
Yeah, reverse one of yes, yes. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah. Well, the listeners might not even have noticed that because, um, well, they have because I haven't fully taken it out. But I've used that plugin on our episode to take out 80% of that so that so, it would so be how does so. It work then? So, so when you're doing it in post, do you, do you have to say it, you know, play it the noise? Uh, without no, any other background no, and just no, 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 you don't have to do noise print or anything. You just throw the plugin on. You have a slider for strength, and that's it. So I don't want to break our recording setup here today, clearly. <laughs> but in the future, should I have that switched on? No, don't. No. I I would rather have the control here and decide how much uh, ah, I yes. want to reduce things because it might do funny things to the voice. So it's not hundred percent perfect. Okay. So it's, it's more in a voice conferencing situation on Zoom and wherever you want to use your microphone. And if you have the, I don't know, if 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 you have the kids outside and they make a lot of noise, then you might be able to just yes, Happily eliminate them from the, the recording. <laughs> Okay, so well, there you go. So um, interesting, interesting little snippet there. Yes. So that cool. was the hardware. Let's move over to the operating systems. Um, yeah, yeah. Now, so the thing that jumped out at me was the journal app. So as as a photographer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, I th- I think. Now, now there's there's two or three ways. Now, I know that this, the journaling app. I mean, I've heard people. Yeah, I've read stuff already this week that people have written up saying, "Oh, things like Apple are really going in." Now they've been doing physical health for the while, and now they're moving into mental health and helping people with mental health, and the combination of uh, a handful of the things you know that that they introduced at WWDC would potentially in the future help with people to track their mental health and 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 get help when they need it. Which which actually if that's the case then that's probably quite a a good use of technology in my in my mind mm-hmm. but the journaling thing jumped out at me from a photography point of view because for one thing it's going to encourage us to process our photos isn't it right because um, it's going to surface them and, and even if process means speak two sentences into the microphone to tell us what you think of this photograph um you know that that's not not what we normally think of in terms of processing photos but at least it's making us go back and look at them isn't it so yeah, that's a very good idea. I'm I'm not a journaler, so I haven't played with like no. <clears throat> the, the the apps that that will be Sherlock by this, like day one, for example. Um, yes. But but having it built into the operating system, just having it on your computer, it's being there. Or I I would think on the iPhone as well. Um, is is yeah. I can definitely, definitely see it working for vacations. And uh, uh, yeah, uh, or whatever other kind of trips where you actually would like to create a record uh, of where you've been and what you've done. I, I'm also not a journaler, you know, on a day to day basis. Um, uh, so I, I don't know that I would want to use it daily. But as part of um, creating something that is a memorable, uh, yeah, like like a photo album, but for the twenty first century, right? So, you know, so yeah, words, photos, this, that, and the other. I think you could quite right. use that. Jour- journal. I think my journal is really the the the, the camera roll at this point, right? I I, okay. I go back through through things uh, every now and then and say, oh yeah, I'll remember that. Oh, let let me and then I start cross referencing different things. But um, for me, the the photos are where it starts. They are the thread the hmm. the timeline so yeah this will be interesting hmm. 
might it might be a totally different way of podcasting. Just imagine you have a a daily p snippet of audio record about that, something in Ooh, your journal, and then just and then then just extract that into a podcast or something. That that could hmm. be interesting, couldn't it? I have been. Um yeah i do like to have these conversations where you think is is there something in here that's going to change a paradigm right you know i think you know so um and i think you know one of the things that i've noticed in in corporate world that's very different from pre-pandemic times is the volume of email has massively dropped because everybody started so so yeah we had the pandemic everybody had to work from home lots suddenly lots and lots of remote working platforms were were given lots of extra money and of course in the corporate world microsoft teams is is right up there in terms of you know how much effort and development it's had and how many users it has globally and stuff like that and i spend hours a day you know in video calls sometimes uh, that uh, and they're all based around occasionally google meet but mostly teams um, and so I don't send emails anymore. I just ping DMs in Teams. Um, mm -hmm. So and that's that's brilliant because there's no it, it gets it. I know this is only psychological because you're still just firing text from point A to point B, but the, the there's a whole set of cultural rules around a DM that you know that don't exist around email. Or, or vice versa, actually. There's a whole load of expectations and protocols, psychological protocols around email that don't exist in in, the, in a DM space. True. So, um, yeah, I do. So, so, sorry, the complete rabbit hole. The example became the rabbit hole. What I meant was I love these things that change the paradigm. So when you say journal could be a new way of podcasting, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. I mean, I I mean it's, yeah. it's with many things. You have a feature and then people will start using it for whichever way they see fit and that there will be new 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 use cases that no one else ever thought of so yeah, yeah absolutely yes all right um ios 17 um let me see airdrop will be revamped in terms of how, how you send files to someone else which i thought was interesting just imagine you're out in a photography setting and you want to share something with someone else now um with the updated version, you will just have to touch your phone to theirs and or hold it close, and it'll go. Okay, want to send something? Go ahead. Do you remember Bump? Yeah, this uh, this this, an app this new airdrop doesn't. I, I don't think it requires Quest to actually bump it. So it's more like a wave it on top of it. That could work. I, so I, I did have a little bit of a chuckle as, uh, at that. I was like, oh, I remember that, you know, somebody tried to do this probably nearly 15 years ago. Um, I remember you know, people were trying to get it to work in the pub because it was like, oh, so, yeah, can, you, yeah, can you get this to work? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> the, no, the interesting thing is there's, there's a, new, a new hardware in there that makes that possible. It's called Ultra Wideband, um, which, will, which allows devices to detect down to the millimeter how far they are from each other. So, right. Okay. Uh, that makes it very simple, or um, well, very simple. Haha. -ha. It is still yeah, well, yeah, way yeah. complicated, uh, but it is sim simpler. And and earlier you needed that bump just for for the for the device to register that something had shook it. <laughs> yes. Is it is that hardware? Or is that just another software defined radio? No, that is hardware. It is ultra wideband. Is is hardware? It needs chips. Ah. Uh, okay. All right, iPad OS. I didn't see anything photo related in there. Mac OS Son Sonoma. Um, in Another part of California. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but in interesting um, um, 
feature regards with regards to your camera effects. The same as you have this audio voice isolation effect, they have another thing or will build another thing that's called presenter overlay. So if you want to show something to someone else, I'm looking at you now on your screen, uh, on my screen, I see you sitting in front of some artwork painting behind you. Um, what would you say if you could present something over your shoulder so that it would in space be between you and your background? So, yes. So like I am a newscaster on the television. And your background stays intact. And my so background you'd have, stays intact. Uh, you that would cover sounds... it with your head if you moved around. So uh, that, that sounds... I mean, I've seen something not as clever as that, where you can just have a, a, an overlay of, of you, your camera on your presentation that you're sharing, right. if you're screen sharing. Oh, yeah. That's, that's been around for a while. That's been around, yes. But no, I hadn't seen anything like that. It, it um Uh, like the presenter overlay. So, so that so. might that might change the way things look. Maybe this might change what this show looks like. So it's just something. It could do. And do you know what? The, 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 the one big problem that happens a lot that it does actually solve, because this does actually solve a real-world problem, and you get a lot on corporate video calls, which is if somebody is presenting... They can't see the react. They can't see the reaction. So if you're doing a PowerPoint over Teams, and you have your PowerPoint in presenter mode, right? Um, or, or even if you don't, if you've just got the one screen, you um, you often can't see the reaction, and you can't see when people do the raise hands action on the call or anything like that. So so there is a there is a, a very frequently occurring real world problem that this might help with. Yeah, I mean the the entire keynote had a bit of a business slant um in in a, in various areas so let's see gaming audio home i didn't see much there watch os is getting some updates um but then of course there was one more thing and <laughs> that's the vision pro and um i i i predict i make i make i'm making a prediction right now on the record i think we will see this what I would now call the standard Apple release cycle, which which will have people, a lot of people say, initially say, oh, no one needs that. And then um, people will possibly go on and say, yeah, well, it's actually quite cool, but hey, it's way too expensive. And then the mm -hmm. next iteration of that is, uh, I can't believe so many people are buying this. And then um, the next round would be, okay, I bought one. <laughs> Yes, the I, I, I think I think this this gadget is going to it, it's going to have legs the same that the Apple Watch and the AirPods have. It's going to have legs. What? Not like the Meta Metaverse, then, where the people don't. Oh, have that legs. was that was not intended. <laughs> that pun was not intended. But yeah, slight dig there, yeah, at Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> uh, anyway, so so they they announced or they presented their. Um, AR, VR, XR headset. Um, it works with cameras, so it's not it's not one where you look actually at the world around you, but you look at a camera view of the world around you. The quality is um, everyone who tried it and talks about it says it's amazing. It's mm. it's, it's it's amazing tech. It's uh, it's mind blowing. Um, Seems very it, impressive. 
it, it is impressive technology. There's there's more engineering in this thing than in pretty much any other Apple product at this point. That's what it sounds like. So this is this is one of the reasons I brought up the paradigm change thing when you mentioned uh, the podcasting stuff earlier on, because th- this is what I'm looking for this device to provide us. Right. So I can only imagine. I know they, they did demos of how you can type on it and, and stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Things like that. Very, very, again, very business focused. You can have many screens yeah. and your colleagues and your Zoom and whatever on the screen. There. I think that could be really good for people who live in cities and don't have the luxury uh, of having uh, a place they can build a, an office in their home. Um, so, you know, can you imagine um, in somewhere like in Tokyo or Manhattan where properties are legendarily small, um, you know, that somebody, you know, might be able to have one of these and be able to, to use it for, for meaningful work where, you know, as it matures and becomes more readily available and hits a price point and, 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 cetera, yeah, cetera, and cetera, the price cetera. point comes down. I mean, yeah, yeah. Is... Three and a half thousand dollars is quite a lot of money. I mean, um, you're you're paying for a lot of hardware. You, it, this thing has twelve cameras in it, oh, six yeah, yeah. microphones. Um, I, I'm not saying it's bad value for money necessarily. It has, but it, it has, is still a lot of money. It has some really amazing displays for your eyes in there. We're talking uh, twenty three some megapixels per eye, which mm-hmm. if you hold that next to uh, an iPhone, one pixel of an iPhone is sixty four pixels. In the same space on, the, right? okay, on, yeah. on this display, so they are they are from just from a tech point of view, they are impressive. Um, I, th- I think it's it's almost like the Formula One of of the next generation of computing, it is, isn't yeah. it? The tech trickle down is going to be really interesting to watch. It, it is they have, and they have they have things built in. They're like audio ray tracing, like it it forms it it analyzes your room and. Yeah. makes the sound that someone makes in a FaceTime call uh, makes it sound like that person is in the same room. Um, yeah, do, which, you, do you use the s- spatial audio, right? Because it's a very, I mean, yeah, clearly you get spatial it Spatial audio so far, I have the AirPods Pro and spatial yeah. audio so far has been a bit on the gimmicky side because you, yes. uh, you, you uh, there's, there's Dolby Atmos, which has interesting spacing of instruments in a band and so on, and it's mm. very, very interesting and actually very good sounding. Um, but with that, the combination with that, in combination with that visual, like things hovering in your room somewhere, uh, sounds actually being in your room, um, virtualized sounds that match with what you see might it's hard to explain but the moment you you the moment you hear and see it the moment you experience this uh i'm i bet it will be mind-blowing because it it feels it will feel very real and very physical in your space yes so uh, and and at some point there'll be a use case for that or there'll be a next generation of people who have grown up with that and just take it as a normal it take it's very uncanny valley for me at the moment spatial audio um so i if it's if it's fixed as it were or if it's the the next crank of the handle the next iteration of, of spatial audio in in the vision pro that could be interesting um I, photography wise i have a photography feature on it it's ah, okay. apple's first 3d camera What's a, th- is, what's a 3D camera? Well, a stereo camera. 
Oh, I see. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. so it, it, the the iPhones do have like the bigger ones have lidar and they have spatial <clears> photography. <throat> so, but a lot of that is computational. So, there's depth information. There's the picture, and then it will be combined into something spatial. This one has cameras with uh, it, at an eye distance, and two of them that look straight into the world, and it it is capable of shooting stereo photos and video. And if you take pictures or video of people around you, you can put this thing on and revisit that in 3D. That would be cool. And uh, I mean, this was probably one of the creepiest parts of the whole keynote when the dad was had this thing on and he was taking pictures of his kids with I've it. heard about this I didn't get the chance to see the keynote yeah. live unfortunately but I've done a, I've done a bunch of watching of reviews and reading of articles and stuff like that yeah. and did say it was a bit weird it, it is and I again what I heard is that in real life it doesn't look as uncanny and weird and strange as it did on the presentation so yeah um, I think it's a very, speaking as somebody who, for ever since I picked up a camera, has had that battle that many of us have of, do I capture this or do I experience the moment? Because you can't really do both, right? It does seem to be, to me, uh, a taking you away from experiencing the moment. I mean, they for, have even further. They they have done a lot to make sure that there is this connection, that the connection between the person wearing it and the other people around does not go away by having this external display that shows your face yeah. through it. And still, it again, it it has a weirdness, but I think most of the weirdness is because we haven't really experienced it yet. And I, yeah, and and like I said, yeah, people who grow up with it will will think it's normal, right? So I still think mobile phones are amazing. Right, just the concept of having, a, and and of course nowadays they're mini computers. Yeah. Having the concept of that is just astonishing to me. Still, the th the amount we can achieve, and yet of course to m many people in the world now they they've just grown up with these things, and it's just the way the world right. is, and there's no sense of amazement there at all. Which, so um, I suspect that I I'd love to be amazed by this thing, and I would love there to be new things that happen new paradigms new ways of getting stuff done right the, yeah the, so i'm i'm happy to wait for like version two or three probably oh yeah. and uh, that means like every year it will there will be a new version and it will come down in price and uh and look a bit different and become smaller and so yeah i it wasn't glasses though Okay, so that's that's one no. thing. Yeah, you know, we were thinking. You know, I think of all the jokes I've made about having gone through you know, surgery last year to get to a point where I don't need to wear, wear glasses anymore, and not wanting to put glasses back on again unless it was strictly necessary. Um, they're not. They're definitely not glasses, is it? The Vision Pro. No, they're not. And we will very likely not see them being the size of glasses for at least another. Not no, because it's really interesting, isn't it? In that sense, and especially from a photography point of view, because yeah, they're they're at one end of the spectrum now. So you've almost established a spectrum now, which we never had before. So at one end of the spectrum, you've got the snap glasses with the camera built in that will just do a snap shot of whatever you happen to be looking at at the time. Yes, and then you've got Apple Vision Pro, which is, I mean, in in hardware terms 
you know enormously different of course uh, but also in the experience it gives you is enormously different so you've kind of got the two ends of the spectrum and i wonder where yeah i wonder where the the the, the nice middle ground is hmm, hmm. It's going to be interesting to want to watch. We'll see, and it's it's also it's also a time again where where social norms might change, right? We have we've we have we've gotten used to people wearing a computer on their wrist. Uh, we have um, become used to people putting white things in their ears. We've become used to people carrying around little glass rectangles. Um, initially, all of those things were like, yeah, weird, strange. Did, did you ever have a, look, a little handheld slide viewer? Yeah, you um, know the, I, I had a Viewmaster. Oh, so oh, yes. and, I, that's and where I, had, I was going next, actually. That's where and, I was going okay, next. Because, okay. the, the, again, on the scale of things, well, let's talk about the Viewmaster. So the, view, the, the the red thing with the clicky thing on the side, so, and you get Which your pictures on the you disc. Which gave you actual stereo pictures. Which gave you actual stereo pictures, yes. Usually of some Disney movie in my world, in my lived experience, anyway. Yeah, yeah um, you, you get these, these discs you put in. I think I had a disc with, with Alpine landscapes or something. Did you? Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> the fine art you had the fine art of you master landscape photography for for a seven-year-old okay so 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 there's that and then the other thing that i remember i mean apart from you know the um uh, from from sharing photographs when i was a kid is was the handheld slide viewer so you'd pop in a bit it had a mechanism a bit like you um click in and out an sd card out of a out of a reader you know it sort of has a little bit of a rebound to it and it's one of those and you popped it in the top of this handheld view and you looked into it had a small screen and it would backlight the slide and it had and the screen was actually a magnifying lens so that actually when you looked at it you could go oh okay and and it would it would project uh a slide let's let's say something like a six by four standard print it probably wasn't quite that big because the device itself wasn't that big but that sort of you know order of magnitude aside mm-hmm. and, I, and i just think okay so we've got now it's taken 40 years or so but we've got the best of both worlds now we've got the viewfinder integrated with the slide viewer and they've called it the vision pro and they're going to charge three and a half thousand dollars for it but by gum won't we be able to watch our photos nicely have you have you you seen these these um comparisons between like what your desk looked like in the 80s and what it looked like now and you have all these roller decks and 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 uh, cassette player whatever on your desk and yeah, then, many telephones uh, yeah and now and then the second picture is just one desk with one smartphone on it um this has the potential to be the same for many things as as in monitors for example screens are with that if that becomes ubiquitous that means screens are a thing of the past because will have uh, as many screens so, so as you I certainly need. wouldn't sit at a desk. You'd have to remove the desk from that image then, wouldn't you? Because yeah. you know, why, why would you sit at a desk if, you've got, if the thing is, is on your head? And then, um, of course, of course, at one point, um, a lot of people will have it. So you have like communal experiences with multiple people watching the same thing on one virtual I heard somebody songs. talk about that. It's like, yeah, now we can all sit down and watch a family movie together, and it's only going to cost twelve thousand dollars because everybody yeah, in the this... family needs a headset. <laughs> but but everyone in the family already has a smartphone, so this will go the that's same true. way. Yeah, that, that, that's that is true. Uh, but yeah, it's um, so it's it's early days. Yes, interesting. Anyway, the future of photography. 
definitely a lot of stuff in there, isn't there? It's difficult to see where it's going to take us, but there's you know, with all of that hardware and all of that software that they've built for that one product, and and then you know how people choose to use it and how it evolves, there's definitely going to have a massive impact on photography. I think I think it's a it's a device that is still looking for its killer app. Um, Viewmaster, no, you nailed it, Chris. It's the Viewmaster. I, be, I you, honestly, I believe, um, and I've I've heard others talk about that, and I fully agree. I believe it is the photography and the 3D aspect. If you can go back to that family gathering five years ago, and everyone is there in 3D, everyone is there as if you were there. Um, that changes a lot of things. And I've I've had a glimpse. I had the first Quest from back then, Oculus, later Meta. Um, and that was, like, compared to this, that was pixels the size of boulders. And, yeah, uh, my brother's got one. Uh, and, but, and, yeah. but, still, but still, you had some level of immersion in that, and it gave you some experiences. And... That, that this it changes things, and I think this is the first time where something like this is going to be a bit more mainstream, accessible for people, not as nerdy techy, but more of a more of a polished product that you turn on and it does something, and you mm. don't have to study um, for long to to figure it out. It's very intuitive. So, I think that is that is probably a turning point for the whole. What what do they call it? Spatial computing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, come on. It's marketing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. We are going to skip the picks of the week, um, because because I have something coming up in a few minutes. Ah. So, okay. Fair yeah, enough. I'm very sorry for that. And unless you had something really important you wanted to show. No, no, no. Um, it, it, was the, it was all about the news this week. Well, shoehorn it in quickly, quickly. No, 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 I don't. I don't have anything. It's okay. Oh, you don't have anything. No, okay. I don't have anything. All right. So, um, yeah. The new Apple thingy-magic. I'm, so, you know what? I'm, I'm curious what others are going to do. Meta, Meta spe- specifically, because they have already invested a lot in their VR, yeah. AR, whatever thing. Given give a choice between the, uh, theirs, which steals your data, and Apple's, which at least on the surface doesn't. <laughs> I think it's seven times the cost as well right now. So not the meta thing, the Apple thing. Yeah, so. yeah, the Apple thing. Yeah, yeah. But. Anyway, we are the future of photography at thefutureofphotography.com. Come visit us online. And uh, we'll be back next week with um, more of us. Until then, take care. You've been listening to The Future of Photography. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com